Benisha. What's up? Hey, good morning. I am recovering from food coma, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Me too. I'm, I know I, I, I can't say too much because I know my health coach is probably watching and I don't want to get too much trouble. <laughs> But uh, let's just say it wasn't my best moments, but they were some yummy yeah. moments. They were yummy <laughs> moments. I think I have so many plates to choose from because, you know, I kind of like hop houses. And so oh my <laughs> it was God. really good. Yes. Is it like it five pounds per household? So are you coming back yeah. like rolling? Um, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, everybody. We are so excited. Happy Thanksgiving season. Happy Black Friday weekend. I know some of you are um, listening while you are shopping, uh, driving, trying to park. Please, please. No road rage. No parking rage. Okay. We don't, we don't want none of that going on. Do it online like me and Benicia, but you know, we ask you to share this broadcast yes. everywhere that you can. All right. Mm -hmm. Because let me tell you today, B is going to be so good, right? It is going to be so good. I'm like really excited because we love young people and, yes. you know, we don't have, um, we haven't had um, a lot of young people this year to grace our platform. So I'm like really excited to give an ear to hear what they have to say. Yes, I, I agree with you. I, I'm excited too, because, you know, there are few and far in between people like um, our guest today that has such a passion for youth that she actually listens to them yeah. And puts them in a position and creates platforms for them to reach mm -hmm. out to other people. And so then you important. talk about the courageousness of the folks mm -hmm. that step up to that plate. Because yeah. most of the time, it's unfortunate to say, but folks will complain before they act. Mm. You know, it's easy to sit back and say, you know, those kids of right. today or those millennials or the, you know, mm -hmm. and have general statements to make mm -hmm. about who they are and what they're doing. And mind you, there's so much great stuff going on. We, but we only see the bad clips on the news on, on, you know, on TMZ, on whatever we see the yeah. bad stuff. So I'm excited like you that we're going to get to talk to some people that are about empowering the youth yes. and some youth, young adults, I mm -hmm. should say that are empowered and they're, acting it out mm -hmm. so yeah we need that in this you know generation day and age I love the point that you made that a lot of times you know we complain because of behavior but we need someone that is willing to help the 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 youth get to the root of whatever that behavior is and so I'm excited to know as a mother myself that there's you know individuals like Amber who is willing to meet them on their level. So I'm excited. Um, I think Yeah, it's me too. Show. Yeah. I am. It's totally set. Matter of fact, I want to talk a little bit about Amber because I literally met her through a dear friend. And that, <laughs> that dear friend is, is her beautiful sister. Mm. I mean... Nedra Buckmeyer, 
came to speak. Yes, came to speak at the Then I Rise Empowerment Summit. And here mm -hmm. she comes with this lovely lady right with her. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I didn't know I was about to meet another powerhouse. I had mm. no idea that that was mm. going to happen. And here we are. And I get to meet her sister, Amber Ann Lyons. And let mm. me just say, let me just say this. First of all, they're from my neck of the woods, right? Mm -hmm. I'm a Brooklyn girl and <laughs> everything that comes out of Brooklyn mm -hmm. is prime. You know? <laughs> I'm just a little, you know, biased. But um, she's a Brooklyn transplant to the Atlanta area. She got there in July of 2011. She is an ordained elder right? Mm. She's serving at um, the home church of Pastors Kurt and Nedra Buckmeyer Spirit and Truth Worship Center, and it's in Loganville, um, mm. Georgia. So she preaches and teaches the gospel there while she supports that. And Amber emerged from a dark place in her life as a successful survivor and thriver with a passion to help others suffering in silence. So mm. When I say a successful survivor and thriver, we're talking about that silent, most of the time it's silent, Benicia, right? Domestic mm. violence. Right. Yeah. But she, her work involves also the teen dating violence awareness mm. that, you know, she put a light on that when a lot of people weren't really talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um she is a CEO and founder from Pain to Purpose, Inc. And that nonprofit focuses on both those things, domestic violence and teen dating violence awareness. Hmm. So she is talking about that in the community. And that has taken her so many places. She's honored to serve as on the DeVal, the Cal, excuse me, County Alliance hmm. on youth. And she's worked with the district attorney's office. Um, wow. She's been on TV shows, on TV 57 Atlanta Live, Friends and Neighbors. Um, she's done commercials. I can't even talk about the awards. There's so many of them, proclamations and mm -hmm. just huge amounts of honors that she's received. But I want to bring her on the camera because... I want her to share a little bit and say hello. We're so honored, really yes. honored to have her in the room today. Mm -hmm. So lady gracious, Amber Ann Lyons. <laughs> Whee! Welcome, sweetie. Welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, well, actually, good afternoon. <laughs> good evening. You may have some people tuning in from Africa. I don't know. Israel. So. Yes. Good morning. Good evening. Uh, good afternoon. Whatever part of the world you are in. Thank you so much uh, to these wonderful coaches for having me here today. Coach Tanya, Belisha, thank you so much. It is an honor to make it to Then I Rise, to Arise and Shine and talk yes, about some stories of triumph and victory. I'm honored to yes. have you. Oh, we're honored to have you. Yes, most definitely. Honored to have you. Thank you. Thank yes. you. 
So, I don't so even yeah, know. Yes, oh, please ahead. start because I don't know where to start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. Okay. So, uh, you thank you so much for um, giving some of my bio and some of the work that the Lord has allowed for me to do. When you sit back and just think about it and resonate on the things that um, I've been able to do in the places that I've been able to travel as far as whether it's virtual, because, you know, over the past few years, we've been traveling all over the world virtually um, to see the prayer that I had of being able in, in 20, I believe going 2019, going into 2020, my prayer, even before then, but actually visually putting it down on paper, you know, we have to do vision, um, our, our goals for the year at, in ministry and stuff like that. And it was to, to affect, positively affect 1 million youth. Wow. And mm-hmm. I watched God take from Pain to Purpose Incorporated, which is my nonprofit organization, and the Healing Pain Through the Arts Youth Program. I watched him take it from local to national to global international. I watched him do it. How can you positively affect 1 million youth unless you're global, unless you're international? You have to be able to uh, travel around the world and God has allowed our work to go in places that our physical bodies have never visited. Um, And I believe, you know, when the opportunities will open up for us to travel to some of those places because that is my t- desire to be able to travel and, and, and positively do the work that God has called me to do. But the message and the work that he has called for us to do in, in our um, from pain to purpose, we know that it's a domestic violence and teen dating violence advocacy organization where we educate, we equip, we empower, and we encourage men, women, and all people of all ages in regards to the intervention and prevention of domestic violence. And Tanya, when you said that when a lot of people weren't doing it, when I came to Atlanta, July, this July, 2021 was my 10th anniversary here. A lot of people were not doing, like, I'm not talking about the big agencies like the Georgia Coalition Against Domestic Violence and the Partnership Against Domestic Violence, which we have worked with both of those, um, with smaller local grassroots organizations, weren't really doing a whole lot when it came to teen dating violence. So when you say that we were one of the first ones to, we we really were one of the first ones to kind of pioneer that in Atlanta. And I'm so honored to be able to have that work. And then as we begin to work with other people and partner with other domestic violence organizations, they begin to tap into the teen dating violence because we don't realize that the, the relationships that these young people are coming out of in the home affect their relationships that they enter into when they're dating. And then a lot of times you may not have had that in your home, but you connect with somebody who, who went through that you know, or experience that. So um, the word pioneer, you look at it and say, my God, that's really a big word. But when you have to stop and just reflect, you say it's appropriate. It's appropriate. So to see where God has taken healing pain through the arts, which was birthed out of, uh, from pain to purpose, was birthed out of my life and how God brought me as a Um, a client of the New York City Family Justice Center, which is under the umbrella of the mayor's office to combat domestic violence. You know, going through a year and a half of counseling, my staying in counseling with my son for three years, and um, just going through the uh, 
the process of going back and volunteering for a year, um, got so many resources through their, through their agency and organization. And then they saw in me the desire to be able to be a force to help other people as an advocate. And they sent me to, four, to San, Antonio, San Antonio, Texas for four days of training. We trained with all branches of the world, you know, no matter what area in the in the society, medical, you know, the the judicial systems, the law enforcement, the the people um, that work in as advocates. We just came together and sharpened and learned and walked away after four days of training through all of those different areas that that um, affect domestic violence victims and that have to provide resources. So that was. 10 years ago, over 10 years ago, uh, I would say 11, because it was in 20, I relocated here in 2011. So that was in 2010, I believe, when that happened. And um, just to see how God has taken the desire of just to be able to give a voice to those suffering in silence, and then to take the work that I've done with youth for over 30 years to a level where God is acknowledging, allowing people to acknowledge our work um, all over the world, like you said, with proclamations. We've gotten proclamations from just about almost multiple mayor's office in Atlanta, um, all over, you know, Stone Mountain, um, Loganville, DeKalb County, you know, everywhere. And God is just Latonia. God is just good. I give God all the glory because I never thought that my pain would turn into my purpose. But look at God. He is so awesome. And and he does that. If we, you know, I posted yesterday, um, sister, stop running from your gifts, you know? Yeah. And because um, to me, it was, you know, we spend so much time running, you know? So praise God for, yes, Nedra, praise God for the trailblazers. Yeah. Stop running and say, okay, mm -hmm. Father, I don't really like the dress that this thing has on that you gave me, but I know it's mine. So I'm going to take mm -hmm. it and I'm going to mm -hmm. run with it, you know? And um, thank, I want to say thank you before we get too far into this yeah. for your courage to pick up the mantle and turn your pain into purpose. Because, you know, in order for you to save other people from the shame, of domestic violence and oh my goodness, teen dating violence, you've got to first turn the light on yourself. And that takes That's courage. Right. Yes. That's it right. It takes a lot of courage. Amen. It does. And it takes, you know, it, it takes a process of growth because especially when you come out of a um the world of of, of the church world. <laughs> You know, sometimes we can be our own greatest enemies. And instead of saying, look at what God is doing, you know, and has done, you know, you have people mm -hmm. that, you know, want to um, make it, make you feel like oh, you, you, you're, you're talking about somebody or, and this has nothing to do with anything with trying to drag anybody through the mud That's or right. on front street. The That's Bible right. says, and mm -hmm. they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. And by yes. the word of their testimony. testimony. And That's they right. love not their lives mm -hmm. until the death. So sometimes mm. you have to lay down your own life just yes. to be able to tell your testimony. You have so to shed, you have to shed the fear, 
Mm -hmm. You have to shed the, the embarrassment, the shame. Yes. You have yes. to shed what you came through because mm -hmm. it's not about me. That's it is it. about those who God has assigned me to, those who mm -hmm. God has called me to. There's nothing but love. There's no hate. There's no, the God has healed. He healed my heart a long time ago because I wouldn't be able to do the work that mm -hmm. he called for me to do if I walked in holding grudges and bad. Listen, life happens, unfortunately, yes. and it does not happen the way we always desire it to. But what mm -hmm. are we going to do? Are we going to stay bitter or are mm. we going to become better? And that is Come one on of the more mantras of my late, my late mentor, Pastor Lois Rochford. She would say, mm. I'm better today. She wrote a book, mm. I'm better today. So, uh, yes, we have walked through bitterness. We can't tell a lie. That's right. That stuff didn't feel good. You walked through That's shame, right. hurt anger misunderstood all of that but you can't stay there you have to heal and become right. better and when you become better that's when god can use you and not just say a survivor a victim or survivor but when you begin to affect change in other people's lives you become a thriver a thriver amber i think that is um such a great point that that you made and you know nedra said it in the comments you know the truth is the truth is the truth and that's one thing that we love about arise and shine stories of triumph in the green room we were talking about listen you can't have triumph if you haven't had adversity they they actually like go hand in hand and so i'm so glad that you um you really shared that with our audience because i believe that it helped to set someone free because when you begin living in your truth, there is so many people that will say, well, I don't know if you want to tell that part of the story. Well, Come on now. Say, right? And you're like, listen, um, you have to, I have to trust the God in me that he is telling me to tell th this story the way that he's called me to tell my story and so it has nothing to do with how you want to tell yours and what you're going to say but i appreciate um even what tanya said earlier it does really take courage to do what god says and to silence those individuals that may not understand your assignment so again come on for fulfilling your assignment, walking in your truth, so you can help other people to come out of that place where, where they are. People need truth. And like you yes. said, it's not that we're exposing, we're doing it, you know, to be facetious or undermining. No, if we don't tell and speak the truth, then the behavior perpetuates. Do you think that's true, Amber? Yes, I do. And um, the, the, let me just share this. When I first started doing this work, I never would really talk about me. Mm -hmm. I, I made everything about the work. You know, some mm -hmm. people, their whole platform is about what they went through. And because they went through such life changing as far as, you know, possibly almost dying or being shot or have acid thrown in them, it's understood. The media takes that, builds it up, and that becomes the platform. But I never use my life story as a platform. I use the work that God mm -hmm. called me to. Mm. Between somewhere between 2020 and 2021, God started pushing Amber to the forefront. Mm. Because people begin to require of me, mm -hmm. what is your why? Mm -hmm. What is your story? 
You're powerful mm. at what you're doing, but why are you doing this? They want to know. So I can't just sit back and be like, well, I can't. I have to be able to just lay it on the line. And, and you know, you, you do everything decently and in order, but That's you right. have to be, you can't be ashamed of your own story. Mm. That right there. Somebody put that in the chat. <laughs> you know, yes, and sometimes yes. there is shame in the story and, 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 and because you went through certain things. But guess what? We are not what we went through. We That's went through right. that so God could use yeah. it and use us to be able to empower, to bless, to uplift, to encourage. Do you know how many people we have educated, traveled, mm -hmm. talking, speaking and on different platforms and working with all branches of agencies of sitting on boards? And I mean, God, God opened those doors, working yes. with schools and going into colleges and working with young people of all different age groups, empowering them that they too can be what they desire to be. They do not yeah. have to allow their past to become their future. Their past does not have to dictate their future. And we have mm -hmm. to provide an example for them. That's we so have good. to give them an example. So listen, I'm a, I'm, I can't wait for y'all to meet some of these young people that I work with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you, and you, you know what? You know what? That is the that is the perfect, perfect segue. Perfect segue. <laughs> yeah. We're going to we're going to take a quick 30 seconds and then we're going to come back with two amazing yeah. young people that yeah. um dare I say are examples of the fruit sown and the courage examples that they've seen to help them step mm. forward. So mm -hmm. yeah. we're going to come back and we're going to, oh, we just, I can't wait. I can't wait. So I hope they're backstage getting ready because we're yeah. about to have a party. We'll be <laughs> right back, guys. We got to pay some bills. We'll be right back. Yes, yes. It is time for a Black Friday special. And we are excited to announce the Arise and Shine Anthology Project. It's a global project, y'all. And we're looking for authors from around the world to join us. So go to bit.ly ANS Black Friday. Don't miss out. It expires November 30th. Yes, we're super excited about that. So we are hoping we'll have some folks wave their hand in the air and join us, especially our podcast guests of the past and the future. Yes. So, you know what? I missed it. But here we go, guys. We I'm going to have Amber introduce first Christian Buckmeyer. Come on in the room. There he is. Hey, this is a powerful young man. I think I know a little bit about him. <laughs> the eldest son of my sister, my, my sister, Pastor Ned Buckmeyer, and my, my, my pastors, Pastor Kurt Nedjabuk, my he is my nephew, um, and I'm so honored to not only have him here with me today, but to have him as one of the dopest co-hosts of the mm -hmm. You Speak Out podcast and part of our Healing Pain Through the Arts production um, team. 
So welcome, Christian. Welcome. Yeah. Oh, you are Christian today, right? You Christian today? Yes, I am. <laughs> you come to the podcast. He's a different First character. Every guest we've had. I've never, you know, that's new. <laughs> I figured I'd be myself today so the people will okay. actually know what was going on. But I thank you guys for having me on the Then I Rise, the Arise and Shine. It's an honor to be here with you guys. Um, I definitely appreciate the invite. I am humbled to be here because I just think that my life is not that interesting. But I thank you for guys for having me. Um, it's definitely an honor to be here. So glad to have you here. And I can't wait to hear your viewpoint on some things. We, we got a proud mama <laughs> in the room, too. Lady Buckmeyer is yes. doing a shout out. Of course, of course, legacy yes. carrier. But we also have a beautiful young lady that is a powerhouse herself. And mm -hmm. I'm going to let her mentor say a couple words about her. Hello, well, beautiful. Hey, Ashton Gates. Ashton is um, a young lady that we have known for many, many years. She's part of our church family. Her family served in our, in our church family for so many years. And um, Ashton kind of grew up with Christian and Emmanuel and um, the other two podcast hosts that's not here, Emmanuel Buckmeyer and Andrew, Emmanuel Lyons and, and Andrew Buckmeyer. That's Andrew is Christian's brother. My other nephew, Emmanuel Lyons, is my son. But Chris, Ashton says, I'm the only one that's not family, but Ashton is family to us because she grew up with these young men. And she is um, she is a, a, a beautiful addition to our um, You Speak Out podcast team, one of our co-hosts, and as well as part of the Healing Pain Through the Arts production team. She is um, a, a 2020 uh, COVID graduate of Georgia State University with her BA in uh, journalism. And she does our video editing and so forth on our podcast. And we want to welcome Ashton, the beautiful Ashton. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you guys. Today. Yeah, I'm definitely happy to be here. I'm, I don't know what we're getting into exactly, but I'm excited for <laughs> 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 That's awesome. Well, you know what? We we kind of told y'all in the green room, you know, when the Holy Spirit comes in, me and Benicia just give him free reign. But, you know, the first question I have, um, I guess I would ask you guys, because, you know, working with someone, I mean, I know she's your aunt and auntie in play, right? Um, but Nonetheless, you guys get to be with her in that resume that is her all the time. What is something about Lady Amber that inspires you to walk the walk that you're walking right now as youth leaders? I will say ever since I have met her, I was probably, I think I was 13 when I first met her. So it was a very long time ago, but she's always been hurt. The, her devotion to what she loves to do and her passion, like her true passion, you can tell that she loves it, she lives it, and she wants to do it forever. 
has always been really inspiring for me because you don't really meet a lot of people that are so invested in what they do every single day and always want to excel and make it better. And she's she's just a lovely person. You can just tell that she is really about what she talks about. She doesn't just fake it. She's not just doing it just to do it. She's doing it because she really believes in everything that she's doing. And I, I love that about her. That's awesome. I think, um, especially knowing firsthand what all awesome. she's been through and what all that, that she's awesome. What about you, Christian? I think um, knowing firsthand what, what all she's been through and what she had to traverse, um, moving to a different state and um, having to raise essentially two kids on her own and um, coming here not really knowing what God had in store for her. It, it takes a lot of courage to do that, um, mm -hmm. especially what she had been through in the past. So just as she was saying, taking her pain and making it her purpose, taking what she's been through and using it kind of kind of as her, uh, how Paul would say, her thorn in the flesh almost, using it to, um, using it to relate to others and relate to youth who are uh, in the same situation or have been through that same situation and might not know how to um, really process what all had, had gone on when they were in that situation. And she allows us, the youth, to have a platform to take what we've been through and take the, the situations that we um, come out of and speak on it on a platform um, transparently like we don't have to we don't have to pretend to be some people that we're not like we can be our um ourselves on that platform and it allows us to to relate to others and also allow others to relate to us so when she says that she is all about the youth she really is all about the youth I think that's so amazing, Christian and um, Ashton, to, you know, have an example before you. We, we, you know, we say it all the time that we can't be something that we can't see. Um, and so it's, I'm, I'm sure it has helped to shape your, your leadership. But the one thing I love about millennials, um, and I, I just so respect millennials because millennials want authenticity. Is that true? Like you want the truth. Like you said, you want to know somebody is living it. I've even seen that in the church. Um, a lot of millennials are requiring that of, you know, leaders or even at work. Um, so what would you say? Um, why would you say that is so important to millennials that you're walking what it is that you're preaching? Why do you? Um, I guess, appreciate truth so much? I'll say because it's like, I feel like a lot of the people that came before our generation have like this set of expectations for us. Like we should just, okay, mm -hmm. go to college, get a good job, plan for your retirement. Like all of the, the basic cookie cutter type of things. And it's just like, mm. there's so much more to life than that. There's so many other things I could be doing that I could be talking about. I feel like it's just easier to, to just be authentic. It's like, why am I going to pretend like this one thing is making me happy when it's not? 
I'm not going to save this job just because I'm getting good money. I'm not just going to stay with this person because, oh, they're going to take care of me. Like, mm-hmm. no, I want to just, I want to be happy. And I want to feel like I'm living how God wants me to live and not how people are telling me that I should be living. Oh, that's powerful. Can I say that we we look up to millennials because you, you <laughs> help state and change our own mindsets? Because to your point, you know, as an, an older generation, you get stuck in being comfortable and content. But I've met so many millennials. They're at a job for like seven months. They're like, you know what? Wasn't really fitting the bill, moving on to the next, making more, doing more, bigger and better. And it really pushes you as an adult to start looking at your life to say, hey, maybe maybe it's something that I need to reevaluate. So I just want to say, continue being who you are and um, just not fitting the mold, you know, not not allowing someone to put you in a box. What about you, Christian? I think I can speak firsthand because as Miss Tanya said, my parents are pastors. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very easy. I think the generation that came before us has a mindset of do as I say, not as I do type of thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. as even as a believer and as non-believers, why would I listen to you if you're not even practicing what you preach? So a you lot of times, come on, young man. <laughs> so a lot of times you see people in leadership in ministry, not to discredit the anointing they have on their lives, but if you're sitting up in the pulpit preaching something on a Sunday and then on a Monday you're doing the complete opposite of what you're preaching, how do you expect your sheep to follow you and believe in what you're saying when you're not even you can't even abide by the same word that you're preaching. So it's it's okay. it's a lot of it's a lot of that, especially with me, because my parents are pastors and because I see how they live outside of the church. Mm-hmm. I hold the same expectation for those other people that are in leadership mm-hmm. and that stand behind the pulpit every um every Wednesday or Sunday or whatever, and they preach the word of God. But when you leave the church, you're not doing the same things that you preach. I can mm-hmm attest to my mom she could be washing dishes and speaking in tongues like this yeah. is what happened <laughs> on a wednesday night not even a wednesday night on a tuesday night in our house you know what i mean so like when i see in church on sundays the same two people i see those same two people at my house so if i can't mm-hmm. go to somebody else's church and look at those pastors mm-hmm. and see the same people in their home that i see behind the pulpit then it's it doesn't add up to me Mm, that's and I think powerful. that's even besides uh, people in leadership and ministry, it's just the same thing in the workplace or wherever you are. If you can't be the same person and practice what you preach when you're talking to me, I just can't, I can't get with you. It's like, mm. you're, you're a hypocrite. It's, mm. it's yeah. hypocritical. Yes. That, that's so powerful, Christian. And your, and your mom's cracking up about speaking tongues and washing the dishes. Mm-hmm. So you know she does it. <laughs> That's what, you know, and we are sitting here laughing, but I tell you what, that is the thing I respect the most about millennials. You know, you guys, everybody says it, you tell it like it is, but that's, that's easy. There's some of us in in my generation, like you said, don't do as I, as I do, do as I say, right. Mm -hmm. But there are some of us that have an inkling of that courage, like a lady Amber that will say, you know what? Say what you feel. Mm. 
And don't let anybody or anything hinder that. Stand on your purpose and stand on what you believe in. And you guys have, and you know, we shouldn't be generalized, right? But for the most part, we'll be safe with that phrase. You guys have the courage to say what you feel. You know, and if a manager is treating you wrong, most people leave a job, me being in the human resource world, most people leave a job because of a bad manager, not because of a bad company. That's right. right? But nobody wants to talk about how the manager is not doing what they're supposed to be doing. So here comes this young, what do, what do we say, guys? Whippersnapper, right? Here comes this young whippersnapper that's going to tell everybody, you know what? This is what he said. And I don't think that's right, sir. That's right. You shouldn't speak to me that way, nor you shouldn't speak to him that way, right? So for you guys, I commend you on the courage to speak what you feel. Mm-hmm. And don't let some of you be wise and go find the factual data to support it. See the heads bopping? <laughs> right, Amber, oh, you see the layout. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, Amber, um, may I ask you a question? So you've been dealing with the youth for so many years. You yourself have a story of triumph from being you know, in what we would call, you know, an unhealthy relationship. Can you share with us some of the characteristics um, of maybe a a individual that may be in a situation like that or things that you've learned that helps um, young young people begin to see themselves in a different light? Like, I guess, what is the common thread sometimes of you know people that may find themselves in this in this situation. Um, well, honestly, um, it's so um, so many different um, parameters that fall within what you would see because you might have someone that is a very intelligent, um, you know, top of the class, um, you know, always doing well in school. A uh, person who you would think that they would not enter, end up in a relationship That's that true. might be volatile, but it can happen to anybody. Mm. That's the thing. Yeah. It can happen right. to. I don't care if you was born under the pew in the church. Yeah. Okay? That's right. Or if you ain't never stepped foot in the church in your life in the mosque, the synagogue, wherever your house of worship is, it is not anything that we can classify and say that person is uh, a a, a target or that person is someone who might be more uh, 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 end up in a relationship. It can happen to anybody. It can happen to someone who is the richest of the richest and someone Mm -hmm. who is the poorest of the poor. Someone Mm -hmm. is the most well-educated and someone who has no education. It is Mm -hmm. because of the relationships that we enter into with people, but Mm -hmm. we may not understand that they have these controlling, abusive behaviors. And it's too late by the time you realize because we don't know the the signs. We don't think that love may be, we may think that because he's, 
tracking you all day and that he's telling you uh i need to know your every move but well, he may not say it like that but he's clocking your every move or gotta mm. know where you are and they end up isolating you from your friends and family and checking your phone and controlling you you might think yeah oh, he's into me no he's controlling you but you don't know that that is that type of behavior because mm. you haven't been taught and the problem is too us as parents we don't understand that we need to be educated so we can understand mm. when we see these behavior, uh, behavior patterns developing when you have a child that is so bubbly in the life of the party and they always out going all of a sudden you see them retreating you see them starting to have their grades slip you see the dress starting to change maybe they always dress beautiful and now they starting to dress frumpy and they starting to uh, become you know more uh withdrawn you have to pay attention and begin to open up a dialogue and ask mm. questions are you okay what's going on and we have to do it in a sense where we show the concern for them not that we're trying to control what mm. they're doing especially as young adults you know, when you have, you see the different age groups and you know how to have to interact when it comes to different age groups, but we have to let them know that we are concerned about their value. And that's a very hard thing today because social media, the, the entertainment industry, television, media itself has glorified these behavior patterns and glorified these relationships. And mm. it becomes almost cute and almost that you won't be in a relationship where you cursing me out and I'm cursing you out and I'm calling you outside your name and that's not good. That stuff is not that's healthy. Right. And mm -hmm. Those are the things that has become the norm that we have to continue to teach them. I have a um a, 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 a workshop that calls Get Your Life. Mm. You can only get your life when you value your life. When you mm. understand that you are to be valued and if you don't value yourself and you think that you're a b and you think that you're a h and you think that that's all cute you're going to accept almost anything so true so true that's so true it's so, so powerful we have to continue to, mm. to, to educate it, it comes yeah. with education and education is not necessarily sitting in the classroom education is working with them education that's right to have a voice i believe in the empowerment of the youth voice mm. when i speak about youth i talk about our because we only you only concerned about yours your neighbors concerned about theirs and we have to re-establish the rebuilding of the village because we so segregated and so separated and yes covid has separated us and isolated us even more but if we don't get back to the unity of knowing that i gotta look out for your young people and you gotta look out for mine they're ours they're outstanding unique and they are refined and it takes a village and that's what's on the back of that hoodie that that we speak out that hoodie that a christian is rocking right there it's mm -hmm. on the back that's of it right. because that's what we believe in we believe in that's our right. youth and not just youth who have been through these kind of relationships because guess what relationships as you were talking about on the job you have to have good relationships at work, in your That's family, right. in life. Right. It's not just intimate relationships. It's relationships, That's period. Right. And when you're a yeah. jacked up person and when you have a messed up mentality, your relationships, no matter where they are, All across the board. Will, be, will be 
Yes. And that is so good, Amber. Yeah. It's it's so good. I want to I want to ask Ashton and first, and then Christian. You know, when you when you hear this, because I, I'm hearing passion from all three of you. You know, when you have these one on ones or even group sessions with folks in in your in your generation, right? What what's trending right now as far as what you guys are working on, what you want to see more of. Um, and, and you and well, I don't need to give you permission. If it's something that the one generation or another needs to work on and not you guys, please let us know. Cause I mean, the mic is yours now. What do we need to get better at? Or, or what are you guys trying to fix that, that needs some work? Pick, pick one of those or both. That's a good question. Um, I guess I'll start with our generation. I feel like one thing that really bothers me about specifically a lot of other people that are my age, I'm 23, is um, like the, especially in Atlanta too, like the fakeness. Like I think there's a lot of scammers. There's a lot of people that want to look like they have money, but they really don't. Doing like a lot of illegal stuff or people who are, you know, really into just, oh, they just want to post that they got Louis Vuitton or they got Gucci or they got whatever. And it genuinely bothers me because everybody enjoys nice things. I enjoy nice things, but that's not the goal. That's not the life goal. I have been trying to make it a point to really, I wanna be successful, but I also don't care about money because I know that there's so many other things in life that hold 10 times more value than some dollars. And I think that a lot of people, a lot of, other young people that I see around me are just wanting to live a fast lifestyle. They just want to be out. They just want to look good. They just want to be seen. And I just don't understand why there's so much emphasis on that when you could be working through your childhood traumas. You could be trying to better yourself. You could be getting furthering your education. And just like wanting to be better on the inside as opposed to just wanting to look so good outwardly. Come on. So good. So powerful. Powerful. Is it my turn? It sure is, Christian. Okay. I didn't know she was still going. But um, <laughs> just to piggyback off of what Ashton said, um, I, I guess I might be one generation removed because I'm 28, but it's kind of still in the same um, age range. Mm -hmm. right? A lot of the issues with my generation is looking to social media for validation and mm -hmm. looking to social media um, as inspiration of what to be like. So you have a lot of um, men in my generation who want to live a lifestyle like rappers and athletes, and they don't have the means to live a lifestyle like rappers and athletes. And then you have a lot of young women who want to live like the wives or girlfriends or the baby mothers of these rappers and athletes. And I think what they what the issue is a lot of the women, they look for men to be father figures um, and take care of them of ways that a father would take care of a daughter. And the men are just looking for women to have sex with, if you want me to be completely honest. And I will say um, my frustration is finding authentic people who live authentically. Like, I feel like when people step outside of their houses, they put on this facade of who they would like to be or, 
or who they think they are and they're not really that. So a lot of the people, especially in my generation, they don't really know who they are because they haven't had the time to actually sit and be intentional about finding who they are. And that's a lot of um, a lot of the issues, not only with my generation, but Aston's generation and those generations to come is the being intentional about being authentically who you are. And I think one thing I can ask from the generations that came before us is passing. I know a lot of times you think we don't listen, but I think it still helps to pass down the knowledge and tell young people about the mistakes that you made growing up. Um, because I feel like you could stop maybe a domino effect from happening. And then a lot of the um, childhood traumas that maybe the generation before us hadn't talked about or hadn't um, might not have been able to get over a lot of those still linger and then they can cause generational curses because those childhood traumas, you unknowingly pass them on to the generations that are coming up. And then, so you'll have somebody like me who got a childhood trauma from, this is just hypothetical. I didn't get a childhood trauma from my mom. I'm just using this as an example. So say my mother had something or my father that they didn't get over while they were growing up and they pass it on to me and I pass it on to my kids and so on and so forth. We could stop the generational curses from happening if I don't know why in the believer world therapy is so looked down upon when therapy actually helps. So in that same hypothetical situation, love that my mother or father had went to therapy, they might they could talk through those childhood traumas and break the generational curse from passing it on to me and so on and so forth. So to answer the question, it's my generation being people that we aren't and being trying to be like people that live a life. Like I always tell people, people post stuff on social media that they want you to see. Social media is not the real lives that these people live. Um, so you're aspiring to be like something that isn't really real. And so that's the answer to that question. And then the answer to the other question is, um, the older generation being intentional on trying to get over the things that have troubled them in the past so they don't pass them along to the people in our generation. I am just so impressed. I, I just I have to wisdom. say, <laughs> I am so impressed that at 20, are you 23, Amber? 24? Ashton. Ashton, I'm sorry. And 28, Christian, to have that type of mindset. When I was 24, I was getting ready to have a second child, you know, and not in the most healthiest relationship. So I want to ask a question of you two, not sure if you're dating or even just thinking about relationships has, you know, all the information I'm sure you've learned from Amber, from being in the podcast, from being in the midst of, you know, other millennials, has that information caused you or will it cause you to definitely be able to choose different and be aware of these signs of unhealthy people as Amber was talking earlier? Um, I would say, I don't know, the podcast kind of came 
after. It's like I, I kind of just had to learn a hard lesson on my own, really, before I completely understood like what to look for. Um, I just like had a relationship when I was I think 19, 18 or 19, where it wasn't directly verbally abusive, but you know, kind of planting little seeds of doubt, like, oh, I'm not gonna call you ugly, but I'll say it in like a backwards kind of way that'll just like play with like mind tricks type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I was kind of like, you know, stuck in a cycle for a little bit until honestly, I thank God for it to this day, he cheated on me. And I mm -hmm. think that's because God knew that that was my absolute deal breaker, that I would never mm -hmm. deal with that, never put up with it, got out of that relationship. And it took me a long time to like work through the pain, but Ever since then, any man that has dated me since will tell you that I do not play games. I do not go for anything. It changed my whole outlook and made me value myself a lot more than I did while I was in that relationship and kind of like set the tone for things that I know I will not accept. I'm much more vocal about what I want, what I don't like and what I do like. And just letting people know that, hey, like I have requirements, I have standards um, being on the podcast, listening to, especially cause I'm the only girl, I have the three men with me listening to their perspectives on dating puts me on game for sure to yeah. <laughs> be like, okay, so this is what you guys do. All right. Okay. I'm understanding. Um, so it's good to, to have other perspectives, um, and listen to them cause they actually do give pretty good advice and they're all extremely honest about their lifestyles. So yeah, it does. It does help a lot. I'm so happy to hear that because, you know, we know so many single, you know, women, single men that aren't healthy, even as adults. So I love the fact that, um, you know, Amber has been doing this for so long because I feel like the younger we teach them, the younger they can grasp it. Then guess what? They become healthier adults, um, adults. <laughs> you know, that are broken were children that were broken. So the earlier we can get to them and teach them what it looks like to love yourself, you know, to accept God's love, to value, as you said so beautifully earlier, Amber, your life, then you get to choose different. You get to parent yes. different. You get to, you know, do relationship as a whole um, differently. So I am so excited. I have a 19 year old and a 27 year old myself and to see them navigating so much better than I did is such a blessing. They have better tools and resources. And to your point, Christian, you know, I try my best to live the life um, at home so that they're seeing the same thing that I portray. So Christian, what about you? <laughs> Christian, I love it. Oh my God. Christian is too funny. Oh, I'm so glad that you're here, Christian. I tell you. Uh, you know, you gotta come back and visit. You got to come. Yes, back I'm coming. I'm coming for my hibachi. Like only you guys can do it down there. But, and, um, um, yes, please share with us. To answer the question, I think just to piggyback on what, on what Ashton said, I put my um, deal breakers up front. So you're not going to talk to me any kind of ways, you know, you're not going to disrespect me. Um, I like healthy and transparent communication. So if we can't communicate like adults and communicate effectively, then there's no reason for us to continue whatever it is we're doing. Thank you, mom. Appreciate you. That, that mom's on point. <laughs> 
So I, I think a lot of the the issues that I deal with is being so when you have women that have been in toxic relationships and when they come out of that being that first person that they deal with after that having to having to not have them compare you to their past relationship mm -hmm. so a lot of the times you'll get um well i can speak from experience somebody who's been cheated on they'll have trust issues and they'll be a little bit insecure mm -hmm. and when you go out and do things they want to they want to know every little detail about whatever it is you're doing and you just go into the gym and play basketball like they want to know who's going to be there what time you get in there what time you leave in and it's like well i don't know who i was going to be there because it's a public gym the whole gwinnett county could be there for all i know you know what i mean so it's just having to deal like and but you want to be patient with them because they have been through so much hurt and so much pain but it's also like i'm not that person that you were dealing with i'm not narcissistic i'm not a psychopath or none of that i'm just you know i'm just me and i'm honest like ashton said i will tell you whatever you want to know but it gets to a point where it's like listen i'm but yeah so that's that's i think that's the biggest issue that i deal with is I don't know how I always find these broken women, but <laughs> don't say broken. Don't say broken. That's not broken, but it's it's just hard to pick up pieces that the the mm. man before me left broken. So mm. that, I think that's part of the 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 thing that I'm dealing with is having to prove to not having to prove, but having to show these women that there are still some decent men out there who love and mm. respect women for who they are and not and are loyal and you know all of that. And show them that there are men who have been raised right, like who still open doors and still, you know, respect women, basically. Because a lot of men out there, I can speak I, um, stereotypically, a lot of men out there just don't respect women. Mm. Mm. That's awesome. I think more and more young people need to have some therapy um, because we have a lot of broken um, people who are coming out of trauma, who are coming out of uh, very dysfunctional family lifestyles and things that may not have had anything to do with what they did that open up gateways and doors and avenues for them to be able to become subject to so many devastating um behavior patterns and things of that nature and it the baggage comes with us into relationships and the problem is that you cannot necessarily fix that person they have to come to an awareness that they have an issue that you can encourage them you can help them talk to them even give them some counsel but until that person realizes I have something broken in me and, and there is a time where, and I know Ashton said, don't say broken, but there is a, there, there can be a broken place that needs to be fixed within us. And it doesn't mean that we're a bad person. It means that we've had trauma. And I mm -hmm. think that, I, listen, in the world that we live in today, especially these past two years that we went through, I think everybody has some kind of trauma. Amen. Some type of going through transition <laughs> yes. of something, our yeah. mental health has got yes. to become paramount. And um, young people are dying from um, depression, 
yeah. anxiety, suicide. There's been a 35% increase during the coronavirus um, pandemic for teens that have entered, had to go to the emergency room. A 35% mm. increase. Yeah. Teens that had to go to the emergency room due to mental health, due mm. to issues with their mental health. And we as adults have got to tap in and realize that we have got to understand that our young people are crying out. Yeah, got to tap in and get our own mental health together so that we That's can right. be able to help them. And it, it doesn't mean you can fix their problems. It means open up a door to a therapist, open up a door to somebody mm -hmm. that can help them. That's There's right. nothing wrong with speaking to someone, even for a short period of time, because you're tra traversing through something. I went through something my own self um, back in March where I was dealing with something at work that I have never dealt with before. And it was tearing me down as a person. And I was mm -hmm. like, I am too, I'm too of a faithful, dedicated, hard worker to have to go. And I had to speak to somebody for a little while yes. to, go, to get some yes. tools to be able to, because when you're a type of person that always puts your best foot forward or try to, you yes. realize you're representing Christ. You're always trying to, I've taught my children to always go, go beyond what's asked. That's how I raised them. Always go beyond. Do more than what was asked of you. Put your best foot forward. And so that's where the school that I came from, that you excel and you do an excellence. And when you're in an environment where that no longer works and you have to take on the mentality of, okay, I can just do what I can do and tomorrow's another day. I had to get some help with that because that's not who I was. And I had yes. to be able to say, am okay that you're not just going to kill yourself for this job because this job is not necessarily going to itself for you because when you drop dead guess what they're gonna put somebody else in your seat so like i That's said right. relationships it we have to understand our, our mental health we all went through some stuff so if we do not tap in and i love these young people i love and i say young these are young adults yes yes these young adults, but I will put them on anybody's platform. I try to open up as many doors. They just hosted our Healing Pain Through the Arts Youth Spotlight Awards 2021 on September 25th. They did their thing. I'm telling you, I am trying to open up as many doors, youth programs. If you need hosts, if you need, call, contact me for the Youth Speak Out podcast team. That's a dynamic young people that I work with. And I'm trying to connect them with as many opportunities as possible. And when Tanya asked me to, you have a couple of young people that can come on? I said, yes, I do. <laughs> Ashton and Christian, thank you. Thank you for speaking your heart, your mind. Thank you for your realness. Because they're going to give it to you. And they know the faith, as has been said. I appreciate you guys. And I love you guys. And as I always say, I'm so honored to work with y'all. So honored. We're honored to have all of you here. And I think yes. um, it was Felice that said in the chat, these conversations, you guys are changing the narrative, you know, and, and literally Christian, you're right. If, if we look at the, if we look at this screen, uh, however you're looking at this right now, there are, four different generations represented here right now, right? Some of us skirting the edge of the other, but, but yes. <laughs> and these conversations are yeah. crucial, especially given what we've gone through over the past, what, it's almost two years now, you know, for you to come out and say, you know, I'm a young man of 28. Will you let me be a man and open the door for you? 
Will you let me pull the chair out? We are out here. We're still, we're, we still exist. Hmm. I am a young lady. You, you will not speak to me that way. I don't know what other young ladies you've had the pleasure of having in your company before me, but here's here are my boundaries. This is how I work. And my name is Aston, right? You know, you guys are changing the narrative and because of who you are with, because of the tables that you sit at, because of the positions that you've been given, you're, you're, you're changing legacy. So I love that your mom said that legacy that needs to follow every single one of us here needs to have that responsibility to change things for the ones that come behind us. And you are literally doing it every day. Yes. All of you. I'm so proud of you and so happy that you joined us today. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and Amber, we just want to say how much, again, we appreciate your yes um, as a mother with, um, you know, young children and Tanya with a slew of nieces and nephews. It's important to know that there's someone that you can trust with your children. I don't try to be the in all to be all with my daughter and son. They need to hear things from other people as well. So it's just amazing to know that there are other individuals that love the youth, your children, as much as you do and are setting great examples and providing resources to either help them navigate it or prevent it. Um, yeah. So either side, we're winning, right? So um, like you said earlier, you may have not gone through it, but hey, if you have these resources, not only can you help someone else, but you can uh, uh, prevent yourself from you know, being able to, I mean, having to experience that. So I think you are winning um, all across the board, especially with Christ being the center of everything we can never go wrong to ashton and christian again uh, so much respect to be young uh to know purpose to be walking in purpose and i'm sure god has so much more that he is going to fulfill in your lives we just bless you we speak ephesians 320 over all of you that he's going to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can even ask or even think. Continue to speak out, continue to have the voice, continue to pave the way, because not only do the young adults and youth need you, as parents, we need you. I heard you, I took notes. I'm gonna go talk to my daughter and say, hey, um, this is what they said. How do you feel about that? And so um, we just appreciate you. Much, much, much respect. Yes. Thank you so much for having us. It's been an honor for us to be here. And um, like I said, this is my heart's desire to be able to open up collaborative opportunities and opportunities for leadership success for our outstanding, unique and refined young people, youth and young adults. And these young people have poured into other young people. They've given opportunities to be able to speak into other young people. Please follow the You Speak Out podcast. You can find us on, um, and I knew probably we're going to ask us where you can find, but you can find us on YouTube. 
at You Speak Out Podcast. And you can find us digital streaming digitally on all digital platforms. When we started, before we started COVID-19, I think we were on maybe five platforms and uh, one maybe or two countries. We are now on like, I didn't check the stat the analytics lately, but last time I checked, we was in seven countries, I believe, and um, or five countries. And then um, multiple uh, more digital platforms. So we're growing, but please go subscribe. Go hit that subscription bell on YouTube right now and just share the share this work that these young people are doing. They speak about any and everything. During the pandemic, they talked about young and black in America, police brutality, mental mm. health. I mean, the storm on the Capitol, entertain everything. So I sit comfortably with them knowing that they have a voice and I'm honored to be able to give them the opportunity to continue to spread the word um, and what concerns our young people today. So I'm proud of you guys. And we have two more hosts, Emmanuel and, and Andrew that are not here today, but everybody I think knows my son. He's been working with me forever and has um, been on so many platforms. So he was like, let let one of them, let, let somebody else, I'm always with you, let somebody else do it this time. So, but I appreciate you guys. You guys, I'm proud of you. You did an awesome job. Yes. They sure did. They sure did. And what we'll have to do, we'll have to do, I'll put it out here so you can hold me accountable. We'll have to do a roundtable discussion. You know, what I want to see um, is male, female, faith, race. Mm-hmm. Ethnic, you know, ethnicity. I mean, let's let's mix it up. Let's commit to each other to mix it up and bring it back here. Maybe we'll move it to Zoom and we'll do a roundtable and go live and talk about some key stuff. I would love to do that with you guys, so we can cross promote that and get some dialogue yes, going. Awesome. Are you game? Absolutely. I'm with it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> let's do that. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. You know we're going to see you guys in the green room. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. Okay. All right. <coughs> once again, once again, Benicia. Got it just keeps getting. And so yeah. So yeah. Powerful show. Better and better, right? It was definitely yes, yes, Felicia yes. Wright. Thank yes, you so Felicia. much. And thank you for joining. Yes, Mavis, mm-hmm. Nedra, so many people. I've seen Leoline, Denise, um, so many individuals that joined. Um, please share, 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 share. Thank you, Mavis, for sharing. Um, because yes. this this podcast, like so many others, but I think this really is so powerful to hear from our young adults. And so um, I would love to see it go everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love that too. I really, yeah. really would. Um, it's it's one thing to talk about it, but it's a whole nother thing to be about it. Absolutely. And so uh, I'm excited about that. And um, sis, I hope that you can, you know, you can fit in the seat on the plane coming back because I'm looking forward to seeing you get back on this side of town with all that turkey. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Look who's talking. Uh, yeah. Right. Yes. <laughs> 
you will return safely. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah, I will. I will. Well, we're not far. So yeah, I'll be glad when we can all sit in the same room and share together um, and not be in virtual spaces. I miss all the live events. Don't you miss the live stuff? I do. I do. But, I'm really hugging our guests and just, you know, being able to spend time with them. So yes, uh, but I yeah. thank God that we have technology that allows us to, um, you know, still share and bring you shows like this. So guys, please do take a minute, share with your friends and your family, especially those of youth and young adult that will find value in this broadcast and the other ones that are to come. And we'll see you next week with another great show. Um, and I guess that's it for now, right, Benicia? Yeah, share, 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 like, 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 and come back next week. We love and appreciate all of you. Bye-bye.